You're listening to. And you're listening to the Clubcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, soy beans and radish. 20 plays so lavish. Got pickled vegetables of every kind. We're looking so outlandish. And hey, everyone, welcome to the Collabcast episode 132. 132, baby. 132. It is Monday, August the 7th, 2017. It's no longer palindrome, but close enough. 8071. Oh, shoot. You know what, Marv? <laughs> For producer. Okay, so I'm running Skype through my phone today because um, I like the sound better, and um, we're gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to deal with. Well, that. you're gonna deal with some I'm notifications. Mute that real quick. But um, hi, I'm Marvin. I'm Minji, and we're your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in Asian America. <laughs> and this week, we're joined by a very special guest, um, Minji. Why don't you introduce him while I deal with my notifications? Okay, you handled that. Silence your phones, which should be the first rule. Um, speaking of. Uh, Guest today, so honored and excited because we have Justin Chan on the line, um, who's joining us because he's being an awesome, responsible son and house sitting, but joining us uh, through the interwebs. And Justin is an actor, writer, director. Uh, now is about to have a film premiere in a short while. What we got like two less than two weeks out, um, which we'll talk about later. But welcome, Justin, to the uh, collabcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, is it is it cooler on your side because it's freaking hot over here? I think we're you're only like what hour away. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Um, I have the AC blasting. That LA life. Forth. Yeah, it's pretty. So, but it's good. Good. I'm still living. Good, good. And uh, we're going to get into more about Justin's career, his journey as a creative, uh, the upcoming film that's premiering in theaters uh, on August 18th, which is Gook. But before that, Marvin's done turning off his notifications, so we're going to jump into our roundtable segment. Yeah, every week we start off the show with a roundtable, pop culture roundtable, where we talk about what's on our minds in the world of pop culture, what we're reading, what we're watching, or what we're thinking about. Uh, so this week, let's start with. Um, I'll start this. Week. I haven't started. I've been bringing up the rear last couple of weeks. So this week, it's my turn. Even the caboose. Yeah, because you know my stuff isn't as important. So you know, just no. Treat yourself. Go end. for it. Um, but I was looking on Twitter this week, and I got a sponsored post from Netflix that came up, and I was like, okay, Netflix is doing some diversity thing, and then out pops our friend Jenny Yang. Shut up. Um, and I, I guess they're doing a. I guess a special documentary series or something about the first time I saw me. We're still talking about representation, inclusion. Um, and so they started, they're starting a hashtag movement. So a lot of people have been participating. You know, the first time I saw me on screen or on TV cute, or in, in media. Um, so I wanted to ask the group, what was the first time you saw you on TV huh. or on the screen? Good question. Now I'm like running through. Justin, do you know? Uh, first time I saw me was um, when I saw Indiana Jones. <gasps> what? Oh my god! That's short round, uh, and then I saw yeah, short round, and then when I saw Goonies, yes, and uh, you know, but it was like that was the first time I saw me. But you know, he had a you know, he's I think he's Vietnamese, and he had an accent, but uh, 
you know that I loved I loved him, mm-hmm. but it just but it it made my life hell because everybody said I looked like him because I was you know a small Asian kid, and they would try to get me to uh, imitate him. So you know they would be like, oh, no. say it, say it, uh, you oh, know. Oh man, I I would be like Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones, and then um um you know I said booby traps and all all that <laughs> all that shit and it was uh. <laughs> Oh man! I remember watching that movie, and I don't remember much about Temple of Doom besides the whole like heart part. Oh God! Um, and the monkey brains part. Like I, I understand it's not it's not the best Indiana Jones movie to go back to. It doesn't hold up, but I think it does. I remember one line, which was a short round line, which is when they were in that cave and stepping on the bugs, and he was like, "It feels like fortune cookies." And I don't know why that like just oh always stuck with me. I don't even. I I didn't know that that was a line. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Now looking back, yeah, it's totally like kind of stereotypical, racist, whatever. But back then, I was like, I thought it was hilarious. I don't know why. Well, because it was you. Because yeah. you saw you, you're like, I know fortune cookies hate that. Um, that's so sad. I didn't even, I didn't even hear that line. But man, Justin, oh, I have so many feels. I feel like, well, I mean, I'm, we're, I think we're like similar age, but I, I feel like <laughs> hearing that, I get get into like Nuna mode. And I'm like, I'll beat those kids. I'm like, <laughs> shut up. Uh, first time I saw me, I literally, uh, I never, I didn't even see them. The first time I related to somebody in media was actually reading books through the Babysitters Club. Oh yeah, where there's Claudia Kishi <laughs> and that yeah. Japanese American because she was Japanese American, and uh, I just related to her so much. And she's like the artist too, uh-huh. and just and and a sugar addict and like rejected by her family. So I felt a lot of connection with her. But again, I didn't even see her. But uh, and then the first I got it had well, she was on covers like once in a while. Yeah, yeah, she was on the cover of the book. But um, first time I saw it was Margaret Cho. Like that's okay. the earliest. Your stand up or her show? Her show, All American. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm sure I did before then, mm-hmm. but I can't remember anything. I remember <laughs> Karate Kid too, but like I didn't feel like she was me because it's set in Japan. Right. You know, I love you, Tamlin. You're amazing. But um, but you weren't Minji. I didn't really. Didn't well, it's just it was said in Asia, you know, so I didn't really. Yeah. It didn't stick in my head. But Margaret Cho, man, she, the all-American girl, um, meant a lot to me. And the funny thing is I, I loved Amy Hill's character, the, the, the grandma. The grandma. Like, dude, she's amazing. <laughs> like the grandmas you of know, these shows. She was not a grandma. <laughs> they cast her as a grandma. You know, she still looks exactly the same. Yeah, from the mid nineties. Exactly. She looks exactly the same. I don't know how the hell <laughs> they cast her as a grandma. I mean, obviously, maybe it worked, but like, she's not old enough to be a grandma. I concur. You know, they say there's a shortage of like older-looking Asian actors out there. Well, yeah, right? that was like one of the main complaints with casting. They're like, we don't have any Asian parents and grandparents. Like, who are we gonna cast? Minji's training her dad. Huh? You're training your dad right now, right? I want my dad to act. Dude, I told Justin, dude, we were talking about this at the film festival. I was like, dude, you've given me so much <laughs> courage to like get on my dad's case to act. Nice. Uh, real quick, mine was, um, and I didn't remember this until Will, our friend Will Choi posted it um, about his hashtag, first time I saw me. But uh, back in the early 2000s, I think it was senior year of high school, it was post-American Pie, but there was a show called Off Center. Okay. Starring um, Eddie K. Thomas. He's the guy who plays Finch. And um, co-starring John Cho, 
who played like their friend who owned a pho restaurant in New York, but he didn't have an accent or anything. He was just like Asian bro. Okay. And it was like the first time I saw like on a sitcom, like a no accent, no accented Asian dude who's like he's like trying to hustle. He's playing video games, hitting on girls. Like there's an episode where he like basically he dates a girl who keeps getting him in fights. Nice. And he just wants to be like a man for her, right? <laughs> and um, it was kind of really refreshing. I think that was actually the first time I was aware of John Cho. Because I, kn- I knew of him as the MILF guy. But Which him we as all did. <laughs> um, but that, that, was a, that was the point where I was like, oh, dude, that was, that's the MILF guy. He now has like, I mean, the show only lasts like one and a half seasons. It's a really good show. Way ahead of its time. It got canceled. It, it got in trouble because it was too raunchy. For the late '90s, early 2000s. Oh, did they? They didn't know what they were in for. <laughs> um, just a few years later. But that was. I, I started following his career past that. Like, I think that was when I started looking at like, Yellow. Um, started following like Better Luck Tomorrow, and also like I, the next show he was on was um, Kitchen Confidential, which is the TV adaptation of Anthony Bourdain's memoir starring Bradley Cooper, and he played the seafood chef in that show. He was like. Yeah, this is. I guess I love because you. This is the thing that I love about Marvin because you have such a great anthology of like everybody (laughs) cataloged in your brain. I can't remember like what I did yesterday, (laughs) let alone when was the first time I saw me. So I don't. I actually do want to say that the Goonies did hit me like more than Indiana Jones because like. I don't know. Justin's like bringing up all the feels right well, now because Goonies, was awesome. like, yeah, yeah, he was badass. I f- he saved everybody's lives. <laughs> I love, I love. Him. He was a bomb. Yeah, he was a bomb. He was great. He was a bomb. I just wish like they didn't. What if he didn't have an accent back then? That would have been even cooler. I yeah. know, I know. Well, in inevitable remake of Goonies, they're gonna hopefully they do it right. Exactly. We live and learn, guys. Live and they learn. Did you make like? The sequel to Goonies should just be their kids. Do you know how many people I have made watch the Goonies for the first time because they've never really? seen it and they've heard of it? They're like, "Oh yeah, isn't some like yeah, it's the greatest film ever." There Shut are some up people watch. with like real pop culture caps. Like I have, I have a friend from grad school who never watched the Goonies, never watched Anchorman, never watched um, Princess Bride. Like I had a friend who didn't watch Home Alone, and I thought that was like a crime. Eh. That's wow. a, what? What? <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what were, what were you what, doing? Where have they been? <laughs> <laughs> this is my opinion. I'm they, saying. <laughs> they, are they, I don't get it. Like, what have they been doing this entire time? Well, I, well like, I have Korean friends who, like, they weren't allowed to watch anything because they had to listen to Christian music all the time. I have those friends, too. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what's on your mind, Minji? Um, what's on my mind is the Asian Bachelorette video. That was I just did not put, see that yet. That was it's just going around, put right? out by yeah. Wang Fu. I think, well, it's been like two days only. Yeah. Been the second. It's what? already been gift. Um, our friend Shamir gift uh, our friend Dan Matthews, like asking everyone, to, like anyone need Pepsi? Oh, very nice. It's going to be a thing. Very nice. Yeah. Justin, have you watched it? I saw it on my YouTube feed, but I I, uh, I uh, opted to watch um, a video of Little Pump. Uh, <laughs> what is that? You guys follow trap music? Uh, I he- I listen to it, but I don't like follow follow. I do not. Uh, I just you know, I'm just fascinated with uh, you know um, trap music, and there's this kid, Little Pump, that I think is like so funny. I mean, he's like really crazy and sort of you know a lot of people find him annoying, but I I find him refreshing because <laughs> you know with all the everything's so PC these days that you know sometimes you want to hear you just want to see be a, a kid be just really raw. It's entertaining and, um, 
you know, so like uh, I saw I saw it on my feed, but but um, I uh, was like, okay, yeah, you know, this will be here, and uh, I watch it. I watch it uh, on the weekend. <laughs> you you so should, and I'm so like sorry. As you were talking, I looked up Lil Pump. I thought you meant like an actual child, and I love it because it's like how the grownups talk. Anybody <laughs> under thirty is like a kid, but uh, no, <laughs> he looks he looks interesting. I want to listen to his stuff, boss. Damn. Okay, I'm gonna watch. Stuff. Add it to the I playlist. Get him in a movie. Huh? I want to get him in a movie. Oh, do it. That'd be dope. Yeah. Ten minutes. Do it. Okay. <laughs> um, but for those of you who have not yet watched Asian Bachelorette um, and are going to, it's a really funny skit that was like it's less than ten minutes long, but it's hilarious. It was really well done. I think it's one of my favorite Wong Fu videos ever. Well, it's like a like the dream team of like hot Asian dudes, right? Yeah. It's, it's like obviously August has been coined Hot Asian Male Appreciation Month by our friend Jenny Yang and Taz Ahmed. Was that all in like? I wonder if that was all in convergence, like on purpose. But <laughs> in any case, um, they they take the Bachelorette and then they the Bachelorette is blonde, beautiful, bubbly, all the all the lovely. Which things. was kind of like I was like, well, if it's an Asian Bachelorette, shouldn't the Bachelorette be Asian? No, that that's the dynamics they're creating yeah. it through the white girl and the Asian <laughs> men. Man, that's the comedy, and it was funny. Yeah, why can't we love? Why can't we love? Why can't we love Asian girls? <laughs> we we will. That'll be another episode. <laughs> I hope I can get Should it. Should be on Asian that. Bachelors. Asian Bachelors. Isn't, yeah. isn't it usually like the girl, and then she gets to choose the guys? Yes. Yeah. That's the one that they did. So the guys are all Asian, except the one token white guy, Bradley. It was, <laughs> it's really well made. And, you know, there's familiar faces. There's Tim DeLaghetto. There's Bart Kwan. We have Mike, uh, Mike Bo. We had Dan A.K. Dan. It's a lot of, like, friends and just hilarious people. And I just think, and Ki Hong. Have you watched, do you, do you follow The Bachelor at all? Or the I don't. Mm. I listen to a podcast that follows it. That's how I follow it. Do you watch The Bachelor, Justin? Or Bachelorette, either one. I don't know. Fuck oh, no. <laughs> it's really I don't like... watch trash. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, I know all the names. It's sad. Well, sometimes it's sad because, yeah, it, it's usually the reverse. Definitely. Like, and I remember this last season, I heard about, like, there's this one... There's there, there's usually an Asian dude, and they're usually, like, the really, like, kind of self-deprecating type. Or, like, uh-huh, my, my dick isn't really that small or whatever. And it's, it's always just like, oh, bro... Like cringe. Why? That's why I don't watch it because I don't want to. Nightmare. <laughs> How much money would they have to pay you, Justin, for you to participate? I would never do it. Never. It's it's so never ever. I mean, it's like a cult thing. Like, there's definitely the people that are like fanat- I have girlfriends who watch that religiously. Yeah. I mean, it's like I why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like y'all know that. Why don't they go read a book? Thank you. <laughs> But in any case, you know, yeah, Asian Bachelor, um, pitch, pitch it to me. Why should I watch it? Because it's hilarious. Well, they just like like the Danny Kidan. Anybody need Pepsi? Line. It's just it's it's good to make the comedy from our point of view. It's us not even self deprecating. It's like a celebration of all the the bullshit that we deal with and the ways that you know you get raised. Like it's. What is it? The microaggressions and things like that. It's just good fun. It's really well done, I think, and uh, just a funny spin on that. And I think I don't yeah. know, it's just a good time. Go watch <laughs> it. Take a few minutes. Yeah, I would say. No, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Do yeah, it. I would say if anyone was to watch the Bachelor at this season, might be one too, if only for cultural purposes, because it's the first time they've ever had a black Bachelorette. So the dynamics are kind of 
it, there, it gets a little weird sometimes, but which but man- that's tight. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I completely I think that's dope. Like you should be. Let's be uncomfortable. <clears throat> yeah, and then you can kind of see the producers struggle with dealing with race sometimes. Good. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind, Justin? Um, <clears throat> what is on my mind? Uh, on my mind. Um, fuck. Uh, you know there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there, but you know, there, there's a uh, uh, PC, you know, you know, things being really, really PC. I mean, you know, um, I'm not even going to go there, but, but you know, there's, there's always recently like somebody in trouble for saying something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, about either gender or, 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 uh, you know, race or, or sexuality or. You know, and, uh, you know, it's all, that's what's on my mind. You know, I, uh, I think, um, it's important to talk about these things and, and, uh, it brings awareness and, you know, I just feel like if whoever you're talking about, if they're at the table allowed to tell their opinion, then let's talk. Right. But, you know, if they're not there to talk and you're talking about someone who's not present, (laughs) that's when it gets, uh. That's when it gets a little weird. Yeah. But um but yeah, I don't know. I just think that um pop culture. Um the the, the things I'm talking about right now is completely pop culture, but um it's such a I don't know, I don't know what you what you guys think. Um no, I just don't want to get myself in trouble. No, you're fine. I mean, feel free to speak freely. This is like what this t- we've we've come up cuz I get it, get it grinds my gears when I have to watch what I say too much which it's not that I want to have space to be disrespectful that's not what I'm saying but sometimes I can't think of all the 20 million ways not to say something that takes like one word to say I think it's just like the costs right the cost of saying something even if you believe it is something that's on your mind. This, this is something that I was at. I was at a panel last night where this came up. Like someone asked the panel, like, um, like what do you guys think about the fact that like what holds a lot of people back is the fear of even if they're saying something that they believe in, they're gonna get like ten. Like there's so many ways to hurt you on the internet. Yeah. Right. And um, one of the panelists, our friend Jenny Yang, was saying that like um, part of it is just dealing with it. That's that's kind of the reality. So uh, knowing like knowing what your options are, like I guess she pays for a service to help like help with her pri- privatize her data so she can't get like doxxed or it's harder to, to dox her. What does that mean? Um, doxing is when people find out your personal information, like where you live. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's scary. And they like, you know, they, it ranges from sending you like fake pizza orders to like literally sit calling the SWAT team on you. When this word come into existence? It's been around for like the last five years. It's been around. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. never heard it. That's that's, um, that's messed up. It's like, do you, are you Reddit? Do you Reddit? Dark side of Reddit. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not a. Yeah, Reddit. It's like you know they use it a lot on Reddit. Um, you know, I did a, I did a, a AMA for Reddit uh, for one of the subreddits, and um, it was one of those things that they talked about. Like, yeah, you know. Um, you know, you can get doxxed and what does this mean and how do you deal with it and all that stuff. But interesting. Um, and then, how come you don't read it? <laughs> I don't know. I need to get the no. I like you're the 80th person to tell me like get on Reddit. <sighs> I don't I mean, think he's another I mean, internet yes, holding down. I think. I, yeah. Wait, make. I want to hear the case though. <laughs> like, well, I've heard it. It's it's fun, but it's just like so much. There's so much to navigate. Um. 
But actually, Justin, I have a question for you then, because like I, I really feel you on this topic, and you know, even with like to be completely honest with collaboration, you know, we're about promoting diverse Asian American representation in media, and like that's even been, um, uh, that's that's been a tough line to walk. Sometimes it's not a line; it's like a freaking. I don't even know what the right metaphor is, but it's just been an interesting journey because you want to be able to be inclusive. You want to include, but like everybody has their preference and then their issues and their, their like, what's the word? They have their like racist beliefs inside that they don't want to even, I don't know. I can go on about this for a long time and like confuse the shit out of everybody. My question is, who do you think out there, comedian, politician, or whoever otherwise, who do you think handles that well? Like who do you who do you look to as like you speak on these tough topics really well in a very real way? Because I want to know. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Um, I don't think anyone's safe. I mean, you know, that's why over the years I've become a lot more quieter. Mm. Uh, I get in trouble. You know, I get in trouble all the time for saying things and. You know, and it's a learning process, but like for some reason, you know, people don't want to give you chances. Like the only way they'll give you chances if you, you know, create some, some hot shit, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, even for me with like my art, you know, I'm still the same fucking person, but like, uh, you know, I'm the same person that I was five years ago, but like now, you know, I, I direct a film or, or I'm in a show or then everybody is like your best friend again, right? Mm-hmm. And then everybody wants to hear what you say, but in between, they're like, uh, <laughs> they're like, you're like leprosy, you know? And and um, I guess that's sort of like the nature of of media and stuff. But I, you know, I, over the years, I've just become a lot more quiet, and I just don't. This is not worth it, you know. Like I'm, I'll fight for the things that I feel like are with, and I'll be vocal about that stuff. But like when it comes to like really, really personal opinions about random stuff mm-hmm. it's just not it's just not worth it i'll just talk about like what what i'm what my what my agenda is or what what what's specific to what i want to attack in terms of like you know but everything else like me personally like privately i i keep that close to my chest now because you know it's just like I, i'm sick of getting like you know and me just being trying to be me you know like right. um I'll be out and if I'm like a little too loud or if I'm like a little too, I'm sick of hearing that shit, man. Like, yo, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm an entertainer. You know, I'm like an actor and like, I'm a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, what is wrong with my behavior that you feel is so, you know, is it, is it non-Asian? Is it not Korean or is it non uh, and that to me, <laughs> it, you know, is always like really perplexing because I'm like, okay, well, if if you want me to come or do something, it's like, uh, you, here's the other thing is like, if you're not get, if you're not like, say like you're going somewhere and someone invites you, invites you somewhere and like, you're not really, um, you know, you you you're being there because you support the organization or whatever. But it's not like you're getting paid. You're, you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart. But then when people try to censor you, mm-hmm. I think that's when it gets a little weird because you're like, okay, I'm here because I thought it was, I thought I was doing a good thing. Yeah. Um, but this has happened to me throughout my, you know, throughout for a while. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if it's hurt me or, or not hurt me, but 
uh, it hasn't stopped me because I, you know, I continue to do what I do, but you know, I don't know. Like, um, <clears throat> I think it's, I think it's a growth process, honestly. And what I can, and on a much growth for her though, for it's a growth process for everybody involved. I think because everybody's approaching issues like that, because at the end of the day, these are like broad terms that we're using, but they're really personal things that we live day to day. Right. So like, if you're talking about racism, yeah, in theory, having these prejudices against each other, in a theory, it already sucks, right? But then people actually live this. Oh, you this know what, in- though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what, though? I'm talking about more about within us. Oh, yeah, no. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Even, like, internally. So this is what what I've learned with collaboration, even for for our growth and our discomfort with, like, catering to the Asian-American community. Like, what was that even meant, you know, over the years? Because sometimes we have to, like, it's it's a tough thing to be in a position where we want to be able to put on these events where we can cater to the younger audience. But the younger audience might have a much more uncensored, more ratchet, more outspoken vibe about them. But then we're also catering to companies who sponsor us, right? And that they will be very specific about this needs to be family friendly, et cetera. Like that's honestly, that one thing alone has been uh, a struggle for us. I'll be completely real on this podcast. I get I get it. But like, I get it. But then I guess um, the question is, is, then why, you know, then, then what is the purpose of inviting someone, uh, you know, if you know, if you know, like what they're about, or you know, like what their style is, um, you know, what is the purpose of, what is the purpose of inviting that person if, if it's going to be a problem is what my question is. I guess we've, we've had occasions like, for, for example, um, this happened at Collaboration San Francisco, my first one ever. We had uh, uh, JK Films. I love them. Bart and Joe, you guys are awesome. But they were like, be- they're being themselves, right? But we asked them not to curse. We're like, we're not trying to uh, stop you from being you as a person, but also we have... But that's what I mean. But that's, it's just, it's the compromise. You shouldn't have invited them. Yeah, I guess that's, but then, okay. Were they being paid? Yeah, I I believe so. I wasn't the director that year. I was associate, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, they're, they're... so they're being paid. So if they're getting paid, then it's a different story. But if they're not getting paid, uh, and you you know who you're hiring, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bart and Joe, I mean, like, have you seen their stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, we wanted you them know, to be, guess, we, we wanted them to be, and they were, they were very, but then they started talking about titties and stuff. And like, it was, we were just like, oh, shit. again, because it's and that again. So it's uncomfortable for both parties because they were like, not, they were like, oh, we didn't mean to mess up or like offend anybody. We know that. And then we were like, we love them. So it's not, we're trying to have a bad relationship, but we have to like cater to this, the situation. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I guess that's that's where you know for me mm-hmm. uh you look at you look at like you know you look at youth now right if you're trying to cater to the youth uh you know this is for all asian organizations you try and cater to the youth like and you bring somebody like jk which is like very youth oriented and they're of the people mm-hmm. who is it you know i guess like I guess, you know, it also, you know, there's a bigger debate, like with like art and music and all yeah. who you get the money from. Right? right. So like, you know, the reason I like trap music, we, we just talking about trap. The reason I like trap music is a lot of those kids, they they're SoundCloud, SoundCloud artists. Right. So like they, they just put stuff up and they get millions and millions and millions of hits. They're not a, they're not associated with a record label that's going to censor them. They're not associated with money 
they don't take money from people that's going to like you know uh dictate their art and i think right now in where we are is is a uh, uh, Asian Americans, mm-hmm. uh, we need to have both. So like, you know, it's, there's too few of us in the first place to censor people. I don't know. You know, so it's like, for example, um, you know, you watch my film, mm-hmm. the whole film is filled with F-bombs the entire show, the entire movie, Right. you know, and there's violence and all that stuff. Um, but then, you know, like that's one end of the spectrum. And then you have like crazy rich Asians, which we all need to support. Why? Because there's not enough. There's not enough, uh, you know, and I just feel like it's like this, um, this sort of like very conservative uh, church mentality. You know what I mean? Like right. when you used to For go to sure. That's what it makes me feel like. That's what it makes me feel like is that's exactly why I became an actor is I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to be censored, but like, I remember going to church as a kid and them telling me what I, what I could and couldn't do. And it really limited my scope on the world. So we talk about like, you know, we talk, we just talked about that. We talked about like Asians that have never seen Goonies, Home Alone, you know, like all those films. And it's like, well, that's, they, they weren't allowed to watch TV. It's that same sort of like, uh, you know, conservative mentality that I think, you know, as we go into being second, third, fourth, fifth generation, yeah. okay, if that's the way you choose to raise your kids, it's great. Yeah. Same time, like, you know, art is, if you're hiring an artist, they're an artist. So, like, you, you can't expect Little Wayne to go anywhere and not be Little Wayne. Right. Well, I you, think, I think if you put... I agree mm-hmm. with you, but I think that Lil Wayne, like, if he's at, if he's at, like, say, an event People like everybody adjusts and that that's not out of like censorship. It's out of kind of like respect for the audience you know, at that at that moment, right? That's why you don't give a shit. I mean, you know, you you see him on live sports cast, like some dude bumps him the wrong way and he and he's gonna say something, you know, and yeah. He's but see that's the thing is like I think it's a matter of confidence, right? So for Asian Americans, you know, it's a matter of confidence when you keep trying to put people into a box, like like, you know, African-Americans have been, have, have, you know, a lot of them, they're like, yo, I'm just going to do me. Mm-hmm. And they do. They do. They just, you know, um, they do. And they go and, and, you know, even at award shows or whatever, it's all, as long as they're not trying to attack a different subset of people, that is, is you know, hateful and I don't, I don't think is cool. Right. But, uh, you know, self-expression, I think, um, who, who gets to regulate that? Who gets the, 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 the corporations, the conglomerates? Is, are, are they the people that get to tell you what is cool and what's not cool? Well, they're, try, if, well, they're trying to just sell product, and it becomes a money thing, right? Right. I feel like we're getting there. I feel like we've been seeing a lot more artists like yourself, like Andrew On, artists like Jenny Yang on Twitter, on YouTube, that are – becoming more and more confident in their own voices and people are accepting that right like there's a lot of talk about authenticity and how it's kind of becoming like a buzzword that's going away like diversity it's like it's it's we have to move beyond that right it's like authenticity doesn't just mean real anymore but i think that but we're also talking about like things that make people uncomfortable so i mean 
I actually really want we, actually we could talk about this more after the break because Justin, I think this really ties into like your work. Um, so, so I don't want to cut the conversation short just because we we uh, run on this segment. We have to do our break real quick, but we'll be right back. Is that cool? And and we'll talk more <laughs> yeah. about this. Right, stick around. Hey guys, it's Marvin. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Collabcast. The Collabcast, of course, is a part of the collaboration movement. Um, collaboration is a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting to creative talents of the Asian American community in North America and beyond. You can learn more about collaboration, our programs, and check out our other content offerings by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. Um, this past weekend, we wrapped up the Collaboration 2017 City Season with Collaboration Houston. Congrats to Collab Houston's Jenna Lin. She'll be joining the rest of the city winners this fall at the Collaboration Star Finale taking place in Los Angeles. And on that note, mark your calendars for a whole weekend of Collaboration goodness. The Collaboration Star Finale Showcase is taking place on Sunday, November the 5th, 2017, with the Collaboration Empower Creative Leadership Conference taking place the day before on Saturday, November the 4th. We'll be sharing more information as they become available. Uh, but we hope to see you all here in the fall in LA. And it's going to be a great event. And um, stay tuned to collaboration.org for more details. The Collabcast is also a part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community. Every week, I like to highlight a different show from The Collective, and this week, I wanted to highlight the Korean Drama Podcast. The Korean Drama Podcast is a podcast for people who don't watch Korean dramas, uh, but I'll let the host explain what it is for me. Joanna, what is the Korean Drama Podcast? Well, this is a podcast about Korean dramas for people who don't watch Korean dramas, like Phil and Will. And you're our resident Korean drama expert, as someone who watches a lot of Korean dramas. And you hold our hand through all the drama, all the craziness, all the drama, and all the craziness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. Anyway, in the first season, each week we watch an episode of the super popular drama from 2009, Boys Over Flowers. It is considered a classic. It's also kind of crazy. It is really crazy, which makes it really fun to discuss. So uh, follow along, watch Boys Over Flowers, then listen to the Korean Drama Podcast. Join us, won't you? For more information about the Korean Drama Podcast and other potluck podcasts, visit podcastpotluck.com. Potluck! And welcome back to the Collabcast. It's episode 131. I'm Marvin. 132. Shoot. I'm like, it's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. And I'm Minji. (laughs) We're here with our guest, Justin Chan, the director and lead actor of the n- upcoming film, Gook, uh, which um, Minji and I both saw as Sundance. I watched it. In separate venues. Yeah. I, I watched it with the rest of you guys at the, uh, at the Egyptian. And uh, Minji. And Minji got cut off. Right she before. She was too dumb to ask her friends, hey, can you get me in? <laughs> but anyway, great job, Justin. Congratulations on the movie. Um, congratulations on the upcoming release. Hopefully, uh, we're going to try to mobilize as many people to go to go put butts in seats thank man. you yeah august 18th yeah that'd be amazing yeah and august 18th august 25th it goes wider to most uh u.s cities oh sweet so 18th is like the la premiere right well we're gonna be at sundance next august 12th ava duvernay is gonna moderate our dude our, i heard that that's our, awesome 
our Q and A. Um, it's gonna be fire. So um, and then August eighteenth is is ArcLight Hollywood and LA Live, and then August twenty fifth is when it goes wider to um to a broader sort of a you know most major cities um around the U.S. That's so dope. Congrats. Cool. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to still pick up on, uh, the conversation with everything. I mean, what we were talking about in the last segment really does tie into Justin, who you are as a person, as an artist and what you've been building in your career over the years. Um, which I actually, side note, one of the other ways I saw me from the first segment was Sam Futterman in 21 and over. When I saw her, I was like, (laughs) yes, angry, like angry Korean girl. That's there I am. Um, but in any case, uh, I think, uh, Justin, you've been you've been very I mean, you're talking kind of about how you you have chosen to be quieter about a lot of things. But I still think, you know, you remain true to yourself and you speak your mind very clearly. And I've heard you on a number of panels and you're you're very uh, at least for yourself. You know, you're very clear about what you want to create and um, the things you want to do. And that really does. It's an external thing because, you know, you're one of the few that are blazing that trail, but it's also like this internal conversation that we're having with the Asian American community, right? And how we have, there has been a lot of change. Um, And I know that you working with collaboration with other organizations, you know, there have been bumps in that road where it's just like the censorship and like figure out how we operate and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I get it. I, you know, I get, I get the money aspect. It's hard to make things happen. Um, But it's also like, this question of like, who is it actually for? Right. You know what I mean? And that's, 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 you know, I'll tell you right now, you know, my film, I don't make shit. You know, it's not like I, I, I do this film and then all of a sudden I become a millionaire. I don't make shit, mm-hmm. but I think it's important. And I, I ask myself that question every day when I think about, you know, we just talked about authenticity and how that's going away, but, you know, but it's something important. Authenticity is still something that's relevant, relevant to me and very important. Like if I'm going to tell a story I cannot be unflinching. I can't be compromising when it comes to like the content. Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, it's more about, you know, here's the thing is like, it's more about like, not about like, I'm not trying to say, oh, like F, F this or F that or, or, you know, you guys are hate. Basically what I'm trying to say is love, love everybody, even Mm -hmm. if like they're ugly, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, if there's somebody that that is just like misunderstood rather than shun them, like which is what like I feel happens a lot, you know, which is like you block them out, you say, you know, or hate on their art. You know, like I've heard through publications, oh, you know, it's like it's because uh, Asian movies are shitty. Bro, like we don't have enough to do that. It's more like, no, let's be all inclusive and love each other. It doesn't matter if it's shitty. We don't have enough. And here's the other newsflash. You know, to make good to make good movies, I had never seen somebody who's a Scorsese like their first like that they out of the gates. Exactly. It takes it takes it takes time, man. So like some if someone's working through their problems or working through their issues or working through their art, you know, whether that be personal or whether it be through work, their pieces, we need to support that. So like, you know, somebody who's working through the ideas. Yeah, it might be like incredibly offensive or whatever, but people change, people evolve. So like, you know, through their second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth film, they don't even get the second chance. Like, you know, even they don't even get the first chance, first of all. Yeah. And then they get, if they're even lucky enough, they they get to make one film or they get to do one show or they get to do one where they get a platform. 
dude, you know, people, it's an evolving process. So, like, you know, with the Asian community, I just see a lot of people hating, which is cool because, you know, we need whistleblowers and stuff and call people out on their shit. But, like, at the same time, it's like, but we also need to uplift because, you know, that person that we just shut down, they right. might be a brilliant artist, but it just it's just going to take a little bit. Right. So, you know, I've heard some, like, comments about people and their art, and they say, oh, yeah, that sucks. That happens all the time, right? They go, oh, yeah, there's no good Asian artist. Fuck that. There's I, a lot of good Asian artists. I concur. It's just that they, ha- yeah, they just haven't had the opportunity or the support or the mentorship. Right. You know, so that, that's what I'm trying to hit on is, like, you know, if somebody's trying to express themselves, let them do, let, you know, let them do their thing. And then the, it comes back to who is this actually for? If it's really for the community, we need all sorts of diverse voices and they need, we need to give them the space to work through what it is they're trying to do. Right. We don't know what that's going to evolve into, you know, and it's, it, it's not just Asians. It happens in every sort of, um, you know, ethnicity. Right. You know, and I, I don't know. I don't know if it comes from you know, this is a big conversation, but I don't know if it comes from like the motherland where we come from and like, you know, the Confucianism, like, you know, like, especially Korea, I can speak only for Koreans because I'm, I'm Korea, <laughs> but like, you know, it's such a Confucian, Confucius based, you know, culture. They right. take it to the max, like right. filial, filial piety and extremes, respect, respect for you, all this stuff. And it, yeah. And it's like meant to keep you in check. Right. Right. Um, but now we live, we're American. We mix with that, right? So we, we, that's our sort of internal struggle. Um, and it just makes me think like, okay, how much of the old do we take in? But also how much do we allow for like the new, new to develop? That's, that's my question. I absolutely agree. And that's honestly, Justin, like that's been, a, a it's been a freaking, struggle even for me like i'm korean american but i'm also female and like let me be very clear asian america in terms of like media entertainment is a sausage fest okay so that's like something that i could speak on for days because it's frustrating as fuck because i will be very clear it's it's the invisibility within invisibility i can't i kid you not how many conversations will be overlooked or unheard or ideas or suggestions or whatever and that's like i can rant about that but that's when when you dissect that and break all that down in our similarities and what what the the tendencies are for me i've been part of collab for eight years and so i've met different asian ethnicities across like pretty much like a generation i feel like people who are like eight to ten years younger than me are from a different world you know and the theme that i think that is very universal in the, at least in the asian american demographic which is the only world that i really know right and can speak for is this whole the the conser- uh, conservative tendency and is based in fear it's based in like and is it is definitely tied to the confucian you know, upbringings that we have of you are an extension of your parents and you're an extension of, you know, your ethnicity, you know, the Korean Han, like it's so beautiful and so problematic in so many ways. You know what I mean? Like you can't be an individual because what you do will reflect poorly on like your bloodline and your future children and everybody, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I, Justin, to me, like you do represent like a very different breed of artists because that is part of that, uh, that like I, I give no, I give no F's. You're just going to go and do your thing. But that's what causes friction with other people because they are all living within the other framework of like, I want to, but I can't. Right. So in that way, it's important for artists to exist and like, and liberate, not only but I want to, that. but I can't, but like, I want to, but 
I don't, I don't know if the powers that be will let me. Right. I don't know if we have permission. And this is and, and we need to break that. Right. We need to break that. Exactly. Yeah. And like that, that goes back to what we were saying. Like, you know, when I, when I said that authenticity, that we need to move past that. I, I mean it because like authenticity has become a word that the powers, that the people in power use to like say yes or no to stuff. Like, well, that's not authentic enough. They're telling you, like, what do you whether do or not you're authentic, right? <laughs> so like, that's why, you know, movies like yours is so, so important because you're showing your authenticity, your, your realness through an experience that you understand intimately. Right. And you know. Well, that's my issue right. with even like when people like, like when, your own voices, yeah. When they when they shove down, I'm sorry, coming from a female aspect, when they're saying, "Oh, it's such a strong woman character," there was a reason why Wonder Woman like blew my freaking mind, and I didn't <laughs> know that it was directed by a woman till the very end. And I was like, "There's something different about how this story was told that felt real to me," and that's why I cried unexpectedly. And, sp- and it was yes. like, "It's made by a damn woman." Speaking of Wonder Woman, like I read somewhere that even though the sequel's been greenlit, it like Patty Jenkins isn't automatically tied to it. Why? And watch it fail. <laughs> anyway, but like coming to that 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 barrier that we need to break, I think that's what's happening now. And in in light of that that friction, again, I'm very like hippy dippy about this, but I believe that those internal conflicts that we've had as a community within that internal struggle, absolutely, we do need to talk about it and why you know the censorship and whatnot. Because for me, I feel very defensive coming from a producer side when people would criticize collaboration. I'm like, you don't even look at what we are trying to do. And how many people don't have to be doing this work, right? They'll say, oh, that was a shitty show. I'm like, yeah, it could have been better. A, no one wants to give Asian American anything, any money. You know, and I can't go on for hours and hours. I can only keep, I, as a producer and director of this organization, can only keep focusing on what I want to do. Will everyone appreciate it? No. But does that mean it shouldn't happen, that we should stop and just give up? Absolutely not. And that's, I feel like on every level, whether that's the person that's on the stage getting the shine or the people who are trying to put it on, that, that is the struggle. That's the journey, you know, quote unquote, that I'm talking about with Asian America is that everybody's like tired in their own way, right? You either feel like you're obligated to the people who are giving you funds to make this happen, the audience and the brand that you built saying like, hey, we're super family friendly. You can bring your children to this. And all of a sudden we're trying to like break the mold and be like, really millennial and very like ostentatious and outspoken, but like they're like, see, that's, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's the thing is, is, um, you know, with a lot of things, you can't be everything for everybody. That's, that's what we've we see that with the studio system, right? Yeah. It's like, that's why it's watered down. Right. right? So I guess it's, it, you know, is going back to who is it for? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you know, that's, that's always my thing. I think, I think it's, I think everything is great. I think anything anyone is doing, any organization, any like, you know, uh, any of these, these, you know, community driven organizations are amazing because yeah, at least they're doing something. And that's, that's, I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that. You know, but I guess, you know, it comes at, it comes back to the question of like, who is it for? Right. Who is it really for? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that that's a that's a great question to ask, and I think we got to keep answering that because I think, again, we okay, if everything I'm being so meta, but it's if we're doing everything out of fear, right? If we're doing like if I'm making this art because I'm scared that I won't be heard, or like that's it's going to produce something different than like I want to be heard. I have a short, I have a story to share. I have something to say versus like oh I'm afraid that if I don't do it, people won't 
get where I am or who I, who I come from. Oh, if I don't make it this way and I don't cater to this audience, I'm not going to be understood or like accepted or I'm not going to get funded or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Another way to look at it is if I don't tell my story, someone else will tell it for me. Right. Right. Well, they're going to try. <laughs> fuck it up. But um, no, it's, it's, it's a real struggle. And like, that's why uh, I actually didn't know, Justin, because I really only knew you in the context of being an actor. Right. I didn't know that you, you wrote and directed. And so for me, Gook was like that first uh, exposure to you as a director. Because I think, I, I, and then I remember that you had been in another film festival and that was a, one that I missed because mm. I was traveling somewhere. Um, so I think that is really great. So I don't know. That's the only, that's the, just being straight with you. That's the only film that I've seen that you've written and directed. And I think that it's, it's such a great refreshing for me, a breath of fresh air. And I've already told you that in person because I remember like you were texting me in the middle of watching it. Like, uh-huh. And I was getting your like, like live reactions to like, Oh, well, you were everything watching. was happening. I'm sorry. No, well, <laughs> afterwards I was like looking at the texts and it's like, What's going to happen here? Oh, I can't believe you did that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I told you, like, I don't want to spoil. That's why I, I can't even talk about the movie. So, I don't want to be a dick. It's a good movie. People have gotten mad at me because <laughs> I talk too much about movies and then I ruin it for everybody. But, um, Justin, I was wondering, because you and I talked, uh, we talked in person and then at other events, but I really wanted to capture that conversation on on this podcast, too. But if you wanted to, like, share that process of how it was to write and fund it, I know that that was definitely not an easy path um, and definitely not conventional, you know, Um, but it was like so timely and everything. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, Uh, I guess to go back to, you know, the question, who is it for? I mean, that's that's very important to me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take money from bigger corporations that were going to stifle my voice. Nice. Um, I think, you know, authenticity, I guess is going out of fashion, but I don't think it's going out of fashion, in my opinion. I think it's m- more m- more relevant than ever. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I think believe that's what that, Marvin I was saying. That, yeah, I, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was saying just the words being co-opted, but the, the idea behind it, like to be, being able to, to tell real stories from the people who experience, like from, your, from the voices that is the most real, that it is the most real from, is still important. More important. It's more important now than ever because, yeah, because of the than, fact that like, uh, yeah. yeah, people are using like, you know, you have people come in the restaurant and say, oh, this is the most authentic restaurant of pho cooked by real. white people or I mean, something, dude, right? we're talking yeah. about art. It's not real in the first place. Yeah. It's, it's what is your own personal truth. That's all, uh, to me, what it means. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, nothing's real. I mean, like, this film isn't real. It's make-believe. You right. know, it's, it, never, it never actually happened. It's something that, like, it, I thought up, I wrote, and I shot, and I got actors. But, like, it's, it's my tr- personal truth. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's what makes it authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, I guess. So, you know, when a company comes and tells me to put, you know, white cop that come white savior guy that comes in the middle of the film. That's not my personal truth. I'm not saying that that's not that's not possible. I'm not saying that that's not mm-hmm. unrealistic. That can be real as shit, you know, but like, right. It's not my personal truth to the story that I wanted to tell. So, you know, when someone says, I'll give you this money, but there's these strings attached, I won't take that money. You know, and I'm not saying that that's how every project should be. It just depends what the needs of that particular project is. So if we're talking about, you know, my path with this film, I was going to tell my truth from beginning to end. You know, and I think that is what is hopefully what is resonating with people is the fact that they feel that authenticity. Right. right. So, um, you know, this is from this comes from a place of 
you know, uh, truths that I have seen. And like, these are people that I grew up with. It's, you know, it's like, I've never seen it in cinema. I mean, you know, like if we can, I don't know guys, like if you can tell me one movie you feel like that you've seen characters like this in, then, uh, then I'll be, I, you know, then I'll be learning something because I, I haven't seen it. That's why I made it. Yeah, I haven't, and that's what I told. That's what I guess the part where I oh my godded to mm-hmm. to Marvin was the the brothers. You know, like both of both of you and Keith are both brothers. You know, and like that's one of the most important stories in my life is my big brother. And watching that those stories unfold was like that's the most real I've seen to like what I've experienced in that brotherly love and everything. And uh, it really I was a wreck because mm. I was just you know and you don't have that impact same thing with okay sorry just keep playing Wonder Woman <laughs> you don't know what you were missing till you saw it you know what I mean and right. you're like oh my god like that that's my truth right there like I get that I, I never saw that before um, but see that's without the censorship right you know what I mean right right and absolutely but like that's without it, the censorship my argument with that well not my argument but my, my perspective with that especially just with Asians I just like it's not to like cater but it's just like know you, when you know like it's not just audience but know the setting because here's the thing that's I think at the times that uh, Asians because ha- I've seen more than one like Asian breakdown when it <laughs> happens like that because it's because you feel so at stake because the stakes are high you're like if this show right same thing as like a film if this show gets messed up and my sponsors back out, we ain't going to get no more shows. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like we're at a different place now than we were. And again, this has been over the course of what, like 18 years. Like, I think that's what I felt when like the Bart and Joe thing happened. We're like, this is our first show. If this gets messed up and like, what if, you know, because we branded ourselves as one thing and they don't, we may never get another shot. It's that fear again. I just, I think that we, we, we've, we have to keep pushing that envelope. I think that pushing of the envelope and that discomfort and even those like, those like really uncomfortable friction moments are, are still really important because those redefine like, okay, yeah, you have to ask yourself that question. Are we doing this for yay or? Yeah. Who like, like just like, who are you making it for? And like, obviously like that, that, that moment, like Justin says, you can't, you, you haven't seen that type of relationship on screen before because like i don't know if it's because of fear or just because of conservatism like they didn't feel comfortable putting that out in the open right, right. like you, you even talked about like um you know sometimes that idea of like what if it, what if it looks bad for everyone else right right yeah there's, there's a, so there's, many things yeah and again i i tie that shit back to <laughs> the confucian mentality of like you're if you're an extension of somebody else and other things it's no longer just about you that's what, honestly, as and again, as Asian female, I get really suffocated by that because everything I think, say, and do is like, oh my God, what my mom and dad think. And, you know, my children, my babies are going to like listen to this and be so ashamed of their mother. And like, I go there, like for real. And that's like, that does, that inhibits you so much. So we have to keep pushing that on. And that's, this is my personal journey, even with this co- podcast, to be open about my thoughts because I know there's going to be somebody listening to this who gets offended by what I say. But you know what? That's yeah. what I think. And you have not lived my life and you don't know this journey that I've been on. And so. it's it was really refreshing to see just a movie that like you're 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 basing it on your personal like what your experiences as a Korean American living this time and place, but never falling to like like so many movies fall into like 
using stereotypes or using like inside jokes as ways to like nudge nudge like people and it, it was really good to see like, like just like it's unapologetic yeah and I kind of want to bring I feel up like that's yeah I feel like that's corny that's why <laughs> it is you know? exactly I think it's super corny but you know I, I you know I'm glad we're having this conversation because that is where I can uh, that is where this is where we, I can add value mm-hmm. right this is where uh, you know I can I can at least have a perspective about something. We could talk about something honestly rather than us all being kumbaya. Right. You know, and be like, oh, yeah, you're great. I'm great. What are we going to, you know, that doesn't accomplish anything, in my opinion. I think it's like, let's have these candid conversations yeah. about, like, current state of things, and then let's fix it. Absolutely. I, I think I'm on that path because, oh, God. This is the thing, too. And even the, the fact that you just shared about the, the white cop, for me, like, I feel people I'm very open about what I do what organization I work for and uh everything right so like my friends that are non-Asian they know that my job is to you know improve diversity for Asian Americans and so a lot of them are they're extremely supportive and but they don't know again they don't know my experience and my context of like why it means so much and they're still learning that but like some of them like I've had people that are not friends again they're not close friends but people will feel like they have that's fine too. I put it out on the internet. They can respond. It's fine. But they're like, why are you guys so mad? Like, you guys get the best stereotypes. Why is everyone like, da 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 da? Does it even happen? No, you or- know, you know, no, but you know what else is fucked up about that? Yeah. Is now we become the scapegoats for every other fucking race. So they yeah. go, oh, yeah, well, the Asians don't do that. Well, look at the Asians. They're immigrants and they come here and they succeed. Right. And it, it, it we're used as a, a tool. To keep other people down. And I, you know, I don't know. The whole thing is, is just nuts. I agree. I get so mad. And I'm like, best stereotypes. I was like, what the hell do you even know about the first thing about actual Asian Americans? Because that's like where you're first wrong. And then second of all, you don't even understand how these like stereotypes are problematic on a bigger level. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to attack people with that. But I would love to have facts, which is why even for the fact that your film, like you were getting offered money only if you put in like a white cop. That's like ammo for me. Like I can, that is a real thing that happened to a real film that did well in Sundance despite there being no white cop, you know? But that's what the world believes is necessary and that's the only thing I think that will help make it marketable or succeed, right? Is to put, the only way that I will back this is if you put in, you know, a prominent white actor in, in the role of a cop. That's something that, like, I don't know. That's, I'm so glad you brought that up because- that's just a fact we need to recognize. It's not everything. That's not the entirety of this narrative, but that's an important factor. That's actually what's happening. Yeah, it, it's it's a very it's it's a it's a Hollywood quote unquote truth that's been proven wrong time and time again. And I was reading this article about how like the myth is even hurting. Like you have all this like people talk about Chinese money, right? But that's what the Chinese money is saying too. It's like oh, we'll give you all our Chinese money, but we want a Matt Damon or we want a bangable star because that's what Hollywood taught us is how to make a good movie right where it's like like these lessons need to be unlearned at this point right there's so many like girls trip wonder woman yeah like there's so many like there's so many like even the flops of ghost in the shell like there's so many reasons there's so many examples of how this type of thinking isn't correct like why 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 do people still hold on to it right right i'm just putting up ammo i need to know these (laughs) examples so when someone steps to me because the thing is, when I get pissed off and when I get really indignant and like frustrated, because again, this is my life and my life hasn't been shared that freely because I'm always trying to like cushion your comfort. 
I want to know my facts. I want to be like, well, my friend Justin made a movie and they were like trying to offer him money. I could throw that at them and I'll be correct. You know, it's a fact. And I don't know. It gets, it, I can't just go on feelings, even though I wish that were the case, but I can't. Um, but Justin, do you have, what are, what are your, like, I'm sure you get this asked a lot and it's such a cliche piece of advice, but since we're having this honest conversation, like, what do you, what, what's your advice? Because there's a lot of creatives that listen to this podcast. Like we, we want to cater towards our audience, our people who want to make shit happen. You know, we have an audience that they don't, they are not satisfied with status quo. How do you, how do you, uh, what are gems that you can share with them? Just go out and do it. I mean, you know, don't wait for, don't wait for permission. Um, no one's going to give you permission. Uh, and if you can't, if you can't sort of, uh, be comfortable in the fire, then I don't know. You should maybe, uh, think about if it's the right sort of path for you, but like, it's never going to get easy. You know, it's not, you have to know going in that like it's never gonna be a, a walk in the park ever mm-hmm. because we're not we're not white. Uh, so you know when people censor me and stuff, it doesn't you know it's like okay that happened, but I think over the years like you know it, it's become a different way. You know I I, I internalize it a lot differently um, because I have a purpose. And I have I have a very strong vision of where where I want to take my art and what what I feel like it can it can do for people and uh, but because I have that now it's it's a lot different that I don't take things personally mm-hmm. but you know but I still want to talk about it you know like I still want to talk about it and I guess for the artists coming up purpose I guess is so important you know if your purpose is to make a lot of money and be rich that's cool for you but. Uh, you're gonna be really empty, like when you get there, and I promise you that, because um, I've seen it so many times. But if you have a bigger pers- purpose than just yourself, and you, you know, you got <clears throat> a reason for making things uh, creatively, um, I think, and it doesn't always have to do with race. I'm, uh, you know, that's the biggest right. thing. Is like it doesn't just have to do with <laughs> your purpose. Doesn't have anything. It doesn't have to be tied to. To make a difference in the world, for you know, you have to be a martyr for like your. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. That's not. That's not. You know, I'm not saying that. That's that should be everyone's purpose. It's like everyone should tailor the thing. But like, in order to get through, you have to have something bigger than yourself. Whether Mm -hmm. it be you know, you know, humanity or you whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know what that's that is for everybody that's listening. But um, I would see that that's sort of the guiding light and that's kind of the spine that you have to follow, the path you have to follow in order to, to get through. Because if it's just for empty voids, like, you know, money, power, and, you know, like what, what basically like some Scarface shit, like <laughs> there, there, there's a huge, there's a huge reason why Al Pacino and Scarface, Tony Montana, like never made it is because he was lost, man. Yeah. It was just like, there's no end goal. It was just, you know, there's no end purpose to what you just, it never ends that, that, that journey. I mean, if you ever seen like a really rich billionaire, their thirst for like more money and more power, it never ends. So like, it's like, well, why, why are you on earth just to, just to have bragging rights? I don't know. Cause you know, like when everything's said and done for every creator that's listening, no one's most likely, no one's going to remember your shit. No one's going to remember my shit. You know, like it'll be just a blip uh, you know, a hundred years from now, no one will remember. Like maybe like, you know, collectively, I think it makes a difference. Like, you know, 30 of us, if we're a movement 
and and we make art, then I think that it does make a huge difference. But individually, oh come on, like it's one in one in you know like seven billion. There's only one in like you know a few billion that becomes the Van Goghs or the you know even the Scorseses mm-hmm. or. But you should aspire to that. That's great. You know, you should you know don't limit your dreams, or you should aspire to be that one. But like, if you're realistic with yourself, I think yeah, it's you like- can really, yeah, you can really like you know, have much more, you know, of a guide that, that'll get you through. Yeah. I, and I think that speaks to like having, keeping perspective, right. In all situations, like maybe you're not going to be Van Gogh or Scorsese, but that doesn't, that shouldn't hinder you from like still doing it and know what that, that means on a grander scheme. Right. Because exactly. yeah, exactly. That's why you have to have the, the purpose, right? Right. You got to have the bigger, bigger picture in mind because then ain't no difference going to be made in any case if, if you don't. So all right yeah thank Sage you advice from justin chan and on that note that'll probably do it for this episode of the Clapcast. Uh, we've been talking for a little over an hour now um, it's been a great hour yeah <laughs> thanks so much for joining us justin once one more time um justin's film gook is coming out august 18th um in la and wider the following week on the 25th um, if people want to find out more about your film and follow you on um, social media, where can they go? Uh, my handle for Instagram, I think, is just Justin Chan. And then Twitter is Justin Chan. And Facebook is Justin Chan123. Super, super original. <laughs> nice. Keep it simple. I like that. Yeah. And you can find the film at Gook Film, G O O K Film, on Twitter. And yeah, keep an eye out because there's more stuff coming from Justin, our community. We are bold and outspoken. And- <laughs> We give no fucks. And support. And yeah. Support. And really, yeah. Really, please support because, you know, everybody's that's talking about why. One last thing before I go. You know, people are complaining about whitewashing and all that stuff that we need whistle, whistleblowers. It's great. But, you know, it's much harder <laughs> to change a conglomerate where, you know, the CEOs, their bottom line is, you know, they have judiciary duties to their stockholders. So the bottom line is what they're really worried about. They're not really worried about diversity. Mm-hmm. To change their mind to make a difference is much harder. It's much faster to do it from the grassroots and ground up. Like, you know, just like Tyler Perry did when he was, he was touring with Medea, just like, you know, Master P did selling CDs out of his trunk. The people speak. And I think that makes a much more of a difference. So, you know, when, uh, you know, it only happens like once a year, maybe once every two years when, you know, it's not even about me anymore. It's like an Asian American film comes out. If it's not supported in the theater, then it gives executives the excuse to say, okay, well, uh, that's the proof. You guys don't Mm -hmm. even want to watch content with your own faces on there. So when we're casting the next film, why do we want to take that risk? Right. Uh, So, you know, that's that is why it's important more than just, you know, just going even back to like, you know, other films like that that'll come out like Crazy Rich Asians. We need to support that. Right. The reason being is we need to see show people that no we want to see our faces on the screen and it, it matters and it's beyond just the content. Yeah, speak with your wallets, put your butts in that seat and let them know what you want to see on the screen. Support guys. <laughs> um thanks again to our guest Justin Chan. Um if you want to reach Minji and myself on the Collabcast, you can email us at podcast at collaboration.org. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find your podcasts. Um and yeah. That'll do it for episode, That'll do it for episode 132. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us, Justin. It was great to have you with Thank us. You. Um, and good luck awesome. with the um with the lead up to the film release. I'm sure you're very busy. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Right. Thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye guys.
radish. 20 plays so lavish. Got pickled vegetables of every kind. We're looking so outlandish. That rice bowl, my canvas. That rice bowl, my canvas. The way I like my food for men, it might make you think that I'm savage. Rada tada tada in your garden. Stacking, stacking up on clothes of garlic. Napa, 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 kimchi. Sheesh. Napa, napa, after a bubble. Tea. And fry our anchovies. Right around in the HOV. Let our produce age slowly. Y'all just matter, stay cozy with that. Mung beans and tofu mamas whipping up that soul food.